Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on From Lab to Launch today. I'm Kelly from Qualio, and it's my pleasure to be your host and introduce you to these innovators in life sciences. If you haven't already, please subscribe and give us a review on Apple or Spotify. We'd love that, and it helps other people find the show. If you want to be on the show, please see the application linked in the show notes. We've had a lot of people reach out, and it's been our pleasure to connect with you all. Today, we're talking to Dr. Heather Underwood. Dr. Heather Underwood is the CEO of EvoEndo. EvoEndo was founded in 2017, and its mission is to make endoscopies safer for patients by eliminating the need for general anesthesia while reducing the complexity and cost of endoscopy for physicians and hospitals. She joined EvoEndo in 2019 after completing the Stanford Biodesign Fellowship for Medical Device Innovation. Dr. Underwood completed her PhD at the University of Colorado Boulder's ATLAS program, where she developed and implemented clinical decision support systems for midwives and nurses in Kenya receiving the NSF Graduate Research Fellowship Grant and a Gates Grand Challenges Grant to support her research. She has spent the last 10 years founding and leading medical device startups, nonprofit life science organizations, and innovative academic initiatives. Let's bring her in. Hi, Heather. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Kelly. Thanks. Happy to be here. We love hearing about folks' backgrounds. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you are today? Sure. I have had a very nonlinear background to get to where I am today. So I actually was a computer science major in undergrad, worked at a lot of the big software technology companies for a while and realized I really wanted to use those skills to be a little bit more directly involved in solving problems, particularly in healthcare. So I went and did my PhD at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And the project that I was working on there was a clinical decision support software system for nurses and midwives in Kenya. So I was traveling to Kenya very often and working very directly with patients and providers to really apply these tools and technologies to unmet needs. And it was exactly what I wanted to be doing. So following that, I was a professor at CU Denver for a while building innovative initiatives around entrepreneurship, innovation, and then Decided I wanted to do it myself as opposed to just teach it. Went back to Stanford to do a postdoc in the Stanford Biodesign Fellowship. And then after that, I got hooked up with Evo Endo. I started as a consultant and then moved into that CEO role in January of 2020. Nice. That's a nice transition. Tell us a little bit more about Evo Endo and how and why it was founded. Yeah, great. So Evo Endo was founded in 2017 by a group of interdisciplinary physicians at the Children's Hospital of Colorado. So essentially, they have a program there called the Aerodigestive Medicine Program. It's made up of ear, nose, and throat physicians, pulmonologists, and gastroenterologists. So our chief medical officer and co-founder, Dr. Joel Friedlander, and his colleagues had recognized the need for an unsedated alternative to upper endoscopy in pediatric patients. Prior to EvoEndo and transnasal endoscopy, the standard of care and best practices for pediatrics was to put patients under general anesthesia to do any sort of routine upper endoscopy. This is a fairly traumatic experience for children and their families, especially for children that have chronic conditions where they need to do this multiple times a year. So what 
Joel and his group at Children's of Colorado cobbled together was taking their pulmonology colleagues' bronchoscopes, which were small enough to go through a pediatric nose into their esophagus and an off-the-shelf virtual reality headset so that the patient could wear that during the procedure. And they were able to do a transnasal esophagoscopy without any type of conscious sedation or general anesthesia in patients as young as five. So since then, they have done over a thousand of these procedures and the patient demand for unsedated endoscopy has just grown and really fueled the adoption of this procedure more widely across the U.S. So EvoEndo was founded really to address the needs in creating a turnkey system that physicians and hospitals could get started with quickly to start and scale an unsedated transnasal endoscopy program within their practice. That's really exciting. And you guys obtained your US FDA 510K clearance earlier this year, correct? We did. We got it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, how exciting. <laughs> yes, it was. Don't tell my partner about it. It was the best Valentine's Day gift I think I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that journey and accomplishment. A lot of our listeners really love to hear from companies just like you, how they got there. How'd you do it? It was a long journey and a lot of work and a lot of learning. We had some really incredible partners. We worked with Proxima, a CRO. They are a regulatory consulting group, and they just helped us navigate the whole process of submitting that 510K and putting it all together. We also submitted twice. So we got rejected on our first try of submitting the 510K. And it was actually a really good thing when we look back at the timeline and how it all worked out. We learned a ton by going through that submission process. And then the feedback that we got from the FDA, you know, about how we needed to improve our submission was very helpful. And so we were able to do it better the second time and make sure that we were addressing all those concerns in the right way. And from a company standpoint and a commercialization standpoint, to have those extra four months while we resubmitted and waited again, it really allowed the team to better prepare from a quality a management system perspective, but then also just from a training and planning our launch perspective. So that way, when we got FDA clearance in February, we were really ready to go. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm not familiar with very many companies who clear that hurdle the first time. It's often a multi-step, multi-try process, but only twice and in that time frame. That's that's a, that's quite an accomplishment for you guys. Nicely done. Yeah, I really have our partners to thank for that. A lot of the consultants and our manufacturer and and Proxima was just great. That's awesome. So, in more exciting news this year, you've also completed Series A fundraising. Uh, congratulations there too. Tell us a little bit about that. It has been a busy year. We closed our Series A in at the end of March. And this round, so 8.4 million, was really focused on getting us launched this year. So we're doing a phased launch. We just completed our first clinical cases through our physician preference testing. And now we're just getting to the point where we're launching to a limited number of accounts throughout the U.S., both pediatric and adult GI sites. And it's just been very exciting. We're growing the company. We're hiring a lot of people to help us accomplish those goals. And the fundraising really was on the heels of that FDA clearance. There was definitely a shift. I think that's a huge hurdle for companies to overcome. And it mitigates a lot of risks for investors. And so I think once we had that FDA clearance in hand, the fundraising process was definitely a little bit easier this time. Definitely. So 
five years, 10 years, where do you see Evo headed? Yeah. So Evo Endo in five years, what I really hope for the company is that we have continued to create optimized, high quality products that address really important clinical needs for both pediatric and adult patients. I think that's one of our key differentiators is our approach to addressing those clinical needs. We are not a me too product. We are really looking at how to use the tools at hand to address those clinical needs in the best possible way. And so I would love for the company to continue to grow and provide that value to physicians and patients around the world. Was your clearance pediatric only or it was pediatric and adults? It was both. So five, we are indicated for use and all upper endoscopy, therapeutic and diagnostic. So that's great. That, that covers a, a very broad variety. So that's a great way to, to get into the market for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity for us. We are a single-use endoscopy platform, and we've started really positioning it more as a platform to be widely used across those, those demographics and populations that we're indicated for, but for a variety of GI conditions that just haven't had good diagnostics. And because of the existing equipment and technology, really haven't been accessible to a broader range of people. So Barrett's esophagus is a great example. The screening for that is very underutilized because it's a cumbersome and uncomfortable procedure for patients right now. But with the Evo Endo system, not only can we make that more portable and accessible at multiple sites, but you can be in and out in about an hour and back to work or school. So we're really trying to reach a broader section of the, the population for some of these under-screened and monitored for diseases. That's great. That's great. And pretty unlimited potential for expansion. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the hope. Awesome. So how can physicians and other medical personnel learn more about EvoEndo's TNE system? I would start at our website. So EvoEndo.com has a ton of information about our product and our training system. And there's a contact form where physicians can reach out directly about scheduling a training with us. Emails to info at EvoEndo also come directly to us. And right now we are scheduling in-services and trainings for physicians with our training model and our demo scopes, but we're scheduling out quite a few months at this point, which is great. There's a lot of demand, but I would say that would be a good place to start. Great, great. So in shifting gears back to you, what have been some lessons learned along the way as the CEO of a medical device company? I think it's become a bit cliche, but it'll always take longer and cost more than you think. I think when people were telling me that at the beginning of this journey, I was like, yeah, but I'll make it happen faster and cheaper. And it's always good to have the goal. But I think medical devices in particular and life sciences where you're under more regulations and you're working within the hospital constraints and the processes they've put in place to protect patients and physicians, it is a long process. I think lessons learned is that really just to be prepared for that, be ready for that journey and hire really talented team to help get you there. Definitely. What advice would you give to others in this field or career path? Yeah, I would say to be comfortable with being flexible and being dynamic and Knowing how and when to pivot a strategy based on new data. I think that this is not for the type of person who likes and needs a lot of certainty. We are 
constantly reevaluating the direction based on the new data coming in that we're getting. And yeah, I think you just have to be dynamic and you have to be, you have to really love what you're doing, I think, to stay committed through all of the ups and downs that this process entails. So if you don't love what you're doing and you're not really committed to the mission, it is going to be a slog. So (laughs) definitely love what you're doing. And then again, hire a great team to support you through it. Definitely. Yeah, this this path is definitely not for the faint-hearted, and uh, you guys doing it uh, in 2017 to now—that's pretty short, honestly. <laughs> so while maybe you didn't do it faster or shorter than you thought, you certainly, I would say, are on that that shorter side of that curve of what it usually takes to get there. Yeah, I think that might be where my tech background comes in a little bit. The cycles on software and and new technology and apps and all of this is just so fast. So I think it's all a matter of perspective and relative. Indeed. If you could go back and tell yourself something at the start of your career, what would that be? I think I would tell myself to trust my intuition. I think as a younger CEO, there's a lot of opportunity to doubt yourself in the decisions that you're making and leading a company. There's a lot of, there's a lot riding on your shoulders. And I think if I could go back and tell myself just to really trust my intuition. And that would be what I would tell myself. And hopefully I would believe me. You were recently awarded uh, Titan 100 Best CEOs. Ah, apparently that strategy is working for you. I just am taking it one day at a time and really love working with the team that we've built. We had our um, we had a team on site a couple of weeks ago and we've just built a really passionate group of people that are that are so excited about what we're doing and incredibly talented. So they made me look good. Well that's great. Those I think I think that's very true though. The best leaders do surround themselves with good people and enable those good people to do their job well. So again, yeah. congratulations. Nicely done. Thank you. Yes, it was it was a really neat event to be and it was it wasn't just healthcare, you know, or life sciences. It was 100 CEOs from across the Colorado business ecosystem, and it was really great to see just to see what Colorado has to offer in terms of world class leadership. It was a great event. That's exciting. There's a lot here. It's a pretty amazing place to be. So, where can people go to learn more, follow along, and connect with you? Yeah. So our website, again, is a great place to get in touch with us directly. LinkedIn uh, is where we do a lot of our social posts and you can keep up to date with where we're headed. We're traveling a lot, going to a lot of different hospital sites and conferences and really looking ahead to our launch this year. So that would probably be the best. And then direct email info at eboendo.com. And we would love to get in touch with you and learn more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Heather. Really appreciate it. It's good to uh, good to hear from you. Thank you, Kelly. It was great to catch up. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.